this just shows a complete lack of investment in your team, in the organization, in the city. I get that he's hurt and away from the team, but you just traded for one of the 50 best players in the league, a guy that's supposed to be paired with you. Reach out and say hello. I, I, I'm, I'm, this is a pattern of behavior with Zion that we are seeing again and again. And look, I was his teammate. I can describe him as a detached teammate. That, that, is, that is an accurate statement. This is just, this is basic, basic level of humanity being a teammate. Send a text to a guy when he gets traded to your team. That is just normal behavior. That's the bar minimum that you have to do. And the Pelicans yesterday sent out an email for season tickets for next year. Guess who wasn't in the email? Whose name was not in the email? Zion's. Like, what the heck is going on in New Orleans, Stephen A.? This is BetQL Daily from BetQL. We love it. Love the NBA drama. Joe Ostrowski, Cody Decker is it for Joe Giglio and Aaron Hawksworth. Thank you for listening to the BetQL Network. Hoops are happening in college basketball's biggest stage right around the corner on PropSwap. Now is the time to find those Cinderella's uh, while the odds are high. So get your sports book, buy a handful of tickets, and list them on PropSwap. Dark horses happen every year. So download the free PropSwap app today. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. Want to take a look at the updated NBA win totals. That's always fun. Uh, lo- love to see the sports books post some of those numbers. So many uh, markets to bet right now. Um, but Bill Krakenberger, he's a, a regular guest on this show, professional better. He's out in Vegas. And yesterday he, he tweets out a picture from Aria Sportsbook. He's hanging out there. And I, I always find it amazing what rich people need for a sweat when it comes to gambling. So he's at the Aria and he goes to the roulette table. Oh, Drake. There's Drake mm-hmm. playing the roulette table all by himself. What would you say that Drake needed for a bit of a sweat per spin on the roulette table? Uh, for Drake? For someone for like Drake. Drake. Yes. I got to assume it's got to be it's got to be six figures. It's got to be at least 100 grand. I'm going to say $350,000. You're you're high. Your your first thought was dead on. My first thought on 100 grand was 100k. 100 okay. 100k per spin on the roulette table. So so Crackman tweets out this picture and I'm and I start to look at him like, okay, okay, how's he playing this? How's he spreading around these thousand dollar chips? Is it really is it really a sweat? Is it really? Because he's got them piled all over the table. And the only numbers I did not see covered were one, two, and three at the very top. Now he did pile on uh, every other going down the middle, like eight. 14, 20, 26, but is it really betting? What What is he risking here? It's if one, two, three, he loses it all. That's, that's bad for him. But what's the point of playing roulette if you're going to cover every damn number? I really don't know. I, that, that, that's just somebody that, that that's a fake high roller. Then that's just somebody who's right. playing every number and arguably probably breaking even like that's just, that's just that's just a show. That's ridiculous. I have been at a high rollers table before, and it is uh-huh. something. It is something. I, I got one time in Vegas. I got to sit at a table. I didn't play, obviously, but I was hanging out with these guys who just sold an oil company for like oh $800 million. So I sat at these guys' table and watched them just make the most absurd bets I've ever seen in my life. And I mean, like, they're just playing five, like five card stud somehow and just 
here's 200 grand on this hand. And also they're hammered and playing terribly. So it was just, I'm like, <laughs> my God, money's just the amount they were throwing like hundred dollar chips at other tables. I'm like, my God, the amount of disposable cash at this table, like guys, I, I have a car payment. You want to just throw it at me? I'll, I'll, I'll pay off my car. Yeah, I know, man. So that had to be, that had, it's man, the energy, when you see somebody on a roll, like at a craps table, even if it's a small, small amount, small, uh, short minimum, or just guys betting gobs, just obscene amounts of money. Like, like you witnessed there. I'd imagine that the crowd was getting, uh, getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> People are throwing around on dollar chips. Literally, just black chips. Just somebody at another table made some noise. He just grabbed a chip and threw it at him in excitement because that's what rich people do, I guess. I don't oh, know. Man. It was the weirdest thing I've ever been a part of, but I was just like, man, like that's a lot of money. <laughs> Everybody's treating it like it's quarters. It's insane. It is. Uh, NBA team totals. It's, it's uh, really cool. Some of the betting markets that we see now. And we saw this throughout the NFL season. Uh, win totals would be reposted every single week because you don't have games every single night. Uh, now, during the All-Star break, they're doing the same thing with the NBA. Some sites also po posting conference seeding. Like, I was just on 670 The Score here in Chicago, and we were oh. talking about the Bulls, how they're the second favorite for the one seed, uh, the two seed, and the four seed, but they're the favorite for the three seed overall. And uh, these NBA win totals are up and it, it's pretty interesting now it's just a handful of games remaining for most teams it's around 22 uh 23 range but of course the first thing that a lot of people are going to look at is remaining strength of schedule uh so the bulls win total is only 49 and a half they already have 38 wins mm -hmm. but they have 23 games left so and have you seen their schedule mm -hmm, that's what i'm saying like the the market is saying oh boy they're going to be like 500 the rest yeah. of the season because because the schedule is so tough. Milwaukee, another tough one. Maybe this is part of the reason people are, are not really talking about them because they are expected to take a bit of a slide here as we all get amped up about Philly and Brooklyn and Boston and all that, the way they're playing. Um, Milwaukee, maybe they're going to take some slide and we're going to find some value in them in the futures market. We might. And um, there's uh, not only that, there's a couple other teams that really interest me. You know, the updated schedule right now, a team that I'm really looking forward to. And I know I'm a fan of theirs. I know I'm in L.A., but and I know they've been a dumpster fire, but it's like that, that NBA drama that we love so much. The Lakers are terrible right now. Yeah, they're mm -hmm. currently placed ninth in the Western Conference, but they're currently sitting at the updated numbers at thirty eight and a half. Can the Lakers actually reach the thirty eight and a half when they're currently sitting at twenty seven wins? I'm inclined to think so with their schedule, but there's no AD. We don't really know what Westbrook is, and it's very clear that Westbrook does not fit this team in any way, shape, or form. It's going to be tough because, like you said, there's only, what, 22 games left, and the numbers are sitting in a pretty dangerous spot in my eyes. For them to go the, the over on the updated win totals, they don't even need to be 500 on the season. That's what people think of them. Right. Well, so they're 27 and 31. They made the number 38 and a half. And the Lakers have the third toughest remaining schedule. I know a, a lot of people tore the Lakers up. LeBron's mad because he's used to getting his way with everything in life. And he didn't get his way. So he, he was mad about um, them standing pat. I actually respect it. Now, the Russ move was terrible. 
I, uh, I criticized it at the time. It hasn't worked. Many predicted it was not going to work. It's exactly, it's played out exactly how many figured. But I like the perspective of, you wanted this? Go clean your mess. You wanted this. This is what you called for. So now you want us to, to change what you wanted just a few months back. And now you're talking to the media about how this is clearly not going to work, all that stuff. And like, no, no, you, the, the talent on the roster is clearly better than their record. And I don't think they're going to turn it around. But I, I, I like the perspective of why give away assets down the road when right now we're not good enough to win a championship anyways. Let's mm -hmm. just uh, let's see what we can really do and see if we really have to move on from Russ. He's probably going to be here next year, too, anyways. Ugh, does he have to be? <laughs> I want the Lakers to win yeah. again. This is it's been an ugly season. Um, and, you know, this is L.A.'s practically become title town in the last couple of years. Of course, the Lakers won that uh, finals a couple of years ago. The Dodgers, now the Rams. And it feels weird looking at a subpar, sub-500 Lakers team in this town. It's just something you don't see very often, especially a LeBron James-led team in L.A. It's just something about this is feels like something's just off. It, there's got to be something more than Westbrook. There's got to be something more than you know him praising other GMs in the leagues, let alone the GM in Golden State. It's just this is a really weird dynamic that's taking place. And it really feels like and I, I think I used the description before. Um, it feels like Kobe right before the Lakers got Pau Gasol. Like Kobe clearly wanted out. There were rumors of him leaving, go, going all over the place. And the moment they traded for Powell, all of a sudden he's like, nope, I'm a Laker for life. Greatest team in the world. Greatest franchise. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do this. And they won another couple of championships. So I, I guess we're waiting for that Pau Gasol moment for LeBron over here in L.A., but it sure as hell wasn't Russell Westbrook. Well, now that we know they didn't get the big addition, the, the value is there. Are they going to win it? No, they're not. I don't think they're going to win it. But you can find them around 42, 45 to one range to win the NBA title. Before the season started, you didn't think that was going to be the case. Mm -hmm. uh, are, are they a playoff team? I don't know. That's why the number's so good. <laughs> but, I mean, based on, on the remaining schedule that they have, yeah, they're probably not. They're probably not. But if you tell me that I get the Lakers in the postseason, even though they haven't played to their capability, a lot of question marks about health and all that, the coaching – has uh, a lot to be desired, let's say, the way sure. they've used Russell Westbrook this season. Um, the turmoil there, he's so mad about being benched, even though he's deserved being benched at times. Probably not worth a shot because the NBA is the NBA. Like, we know yeah. the teams that are going to be there in the end. Even though there have been surprises we've seen in recent seasons, teams that are a four seed uh, make their way through. I I don't see it happening with the Lakers. So it, do, it does feel like some wasted money. But if if you want to take a shot, I mean, I, I guess you could. But you've got teams like Denver getting healthier. And look what mm -hmm. Jokic was able to do without some of his dudes. Well, take a look. Not only not only Denver, take a look at teams that have absolutely surprised. Like we're talking about team totals right now for over-unders right now. Memphis's numbers have gone to 53 and a half. They're one win away from actually beating their preseason win totals. Like th that team, no, who was expecting Memphis to be this good this quick? Not a lot of people. Uh, ja was viewed by some as a long shot to be in the NBA MVP conversation. He's there, but he 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 might be barely top five. He's not like real top three, but nobody expected 
this much. The the other part of expectations was the West was supposed to be the tougher conference. That's not the case anymore. It's no, clearly is, it's clearly the East. Yes. Yeah, the East is just a, a shark tank, and 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 that's what te- that's what teams completely underperforming the entire you know before the All Star break. You got you got you know Brooklyn middling around. You had Philly not playing up to their capability. And now this monster trade, and now everyone's expecting both of these teams to absolutely dominate the rest of this league. Then that's with the Heat and the Bulls tied for first place. I you know can they? But the question is, are the, we've been asking this all week? Are the Bulls real? Are we about to find out that the Bulls have been this fairy tale story that we have just enjoyed to this point and none of it has been real? Or are they an actual real team that can compete in the East going forward, especially in the playoffs? Yeah, well, like with a team like that, uh, that has come so far in a half of a season, there are, there are steps. Like I, I don't look at it and say, oh, the, the Bulls failed at the trade deadline because they didn't do anything and everybody else around them got better. They exceeded expectations no matter what happens. So that, that win total 49 and a half, if I told you, oh, they, they might be knocking on 50 wins before mm-hmm. the season started, oh, Bill's fans would be amazed by that because the win total was much shorter, much shorter. Um, we were just talking about prop swap, and the Grizzlies sit there at the break at 41 in 19. And a ticket on the Grizzlies to win the championship, that would pay out $10,000 just mm-hmm. sold for $270, I would have had a tough time selling that ticket. And I know you're supposed to sell when the market's high and maybe they're looking ahead and thinking, okay, they're not going to be that great. I see the schedule's pretty soft. It's pretty soft. So they should be one of the top three seeds in the West. I I know you look at the Suns and the Warriors, especially once Draymond returns, mm-hmm. and they're going to be very tough tough to beat. And, and we know Steph... That gear that he has, we saw it early in the year, and it wouldn't surprise me if we see it again in this uh, in the end of the regular season here. But if I was holding on to that big Grizzlies ticket, I'd have a tough time selling it for two hundred seventy dollars. I just, they're not. You know, they're not going to win the finals. You know, they're not going to be there at the end. That's just yes. that's just the thing to me. At the end of the day, I just I can't sprinkle anything on them because. Like, we, we did not expect them to do this. It's a Cinderella story, but I can't imagine, even if they get the third spot, I can't imagine them going past two rounds in the playoffs. I just can't. Yeah, and it's not just the Suns and the Warriors. There are also the Jazz, and Luke is playing a lot better than he did at the start of the season, and I mentioned the Nuggets as well. Like there, there's every round. Like, okay, now slay this dragon. And we just said the top of the East is better, but the West is deeper. That That's the big difference, that there are no gimmies even in the first round. No, and that's going to be something painful, and that's going to be the rude awakening for Memphis. That's where everybody's going to come back down to earth and like, yeah, see, it's still another year or two away. Yep, yep, no doubt. Um, is there... Were there anything that anything that jumped out to you? I mentioned Milwaukee has the toughest schedule moving forward. They have 22 games, and they put the number at 50 and a half. So to go over, they'd have to go 15 and seven. The sports betting market is saying, I don't care about your schedule. You've got Giannis. You guys are just too good. Uh, 15 and seven with that schedule coming up. I mean, I just feel yeah. like they're going to be, they're going to be above 500 during that time, but you're talking about 15 and seven. That means they're going to be borderline dominant during that time for this schedule coming up. I just can't imagine it. You know, they're going to be a high ranked team. What's the point? That's Cody Decker. I'm Joe Ostrowski. This is BetQL Daily. Coming up next, we usually do Off the Board uh, with Aaron Hawksworth. Aaron's not here, but uh, some of these stories we want to hit on take us a bit off the board. That is next 
Thank you for listening to the BetQL Network.